L. Right, let's turn to the next part of today's brunch. We're going to end the program with a little bit of an excerpt of my Saturday morning program, Lion Rockers, which you can tune in every Saturday morning at 8.30. And in the following excerpt, it's from our guest uh, from last week's episode. I got the chance to sit down with Winfred Engelbrecht Breskus, the CEO of the Hong Kong Jockey Club. And he, it was a very candid interview, which if you have the time, do go back to our archive or download the podcast and listen back to that episode and and the rest of the other episodes. Anyway, in this excerpt, you're going to hear a little bit more about how and where his passion for horses began and how he really played football professionally. And here he starts with his childhood. I was born in a very famous city called Viersen, which not many people know. It's in uh, Northern Westphalia. It's uh, close to Mönchengladbach, Düsseldorf. And I was, as a child, I had a very happy childhood because uh, I think my father was a very hard-working business person, but my mother really provided tremendous balance. So I, I was the first child, so naturally a little bit spoiled. My sister came seven and a half years later. I thought that was the right difference. <laughs> uh, and I, I loved really, in a way, as a child, uh, to express myself. So first of all, I wrote my first pony when I was four years old. Uh, so I think it was Max, uh, and I loved Max. And I liked, as a child, very much to play soccer. So I was uh, like a typical German uh, soccer mad uh, child. And at every occasion, when I could, I played soccer. Fortunately, my uh, uh, academic performance was pretty good. So therefore, I could uh, play a lot of soccer. And it helped me tremendously in school, because... I was seen as a little bit too intelligent for some of my colleagues <laughs> or, or students. And because I was playing soccer pretty well, they accepted me. If not, I definitely would have been bullied. Like a nerd or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a nerd. But I think it was... Uh, and, and I think uh, the good thing was that my parents gave me plenty of space to do things which I wanted to do. But there was a clear framework. And my father, very result-orientated, said this has to be... That are the ticks you have to fulfill, and then you can do what you like. And in childhood, I liked to read a lot. So I was reading books from everything from technology to philosophy. I was always extremely curious and uh, inquisitive. Uh, I went to a uh, uh, Jesuit school, so uh, I was probably very challenging for even my uh, teachers because my parents had to come on a regular basis and saying, um, Look, your son seems to be pretty smart, but sometimes he, he, uh, the questioning uh, was a little bit too much. But my father said, look, this is Jesuit school. You train people in dialectics. And um, so then when I came home, then I had to put it back to in a certain framework. But what I really liked uh, when I was young is uh, my passion was uh, playing soccer. And um, I had to overcome some challenges because I was not as big as most Germans. And it was at that time even more physically than it's today. And I was seen as technically gifted, but I had a really can-win spirit. And uh, I had a little setback when I was 12 because then you do a classified issue, can go to the German national curriculum. But they said, oh, he's a little bit too small, he's not strong enough. But my father told me, this should be an encouragement. You should really 
show them you're much better than all the big boys. And that helped me in a way to be successful. Absolutely. It sounds like your dad was such a great mentor to you. And he, he was a great mentor, but he was a great challenger. <laughs> so, but I think this, this is for me, I had huge respect for my father. He was a very successful business person. He could be sometimes a little bit dominant, but my mother was a, a great balance. Uh, she loved music. She was, uh, she danced when she was young ballet. So I inherited a little bit uh, uh, some of my colleagues' artistic side. No, but I think it, I had a really, was very lucky uh, childhood. And um, I, I really think that's something which I really treasure and which has helped me to develop as a person that you have as a child. You can do things, explore things, and not put only an academic learning framework. And my father always encouraged me, be inquisitive, try to challenge things. But in the end, you have to perform on a certain level. So therefore, there was no, in a way, uh, misunderstanding that in the end, I had to, in a way, from an academic point of view, I had to uh, fulfill a certain requirement and then... I was free to do things that I liked. It sounds like you did well academically as well. What did you want to be when you were little? I think it's it's interesting. I wanted to be um, a very successful business person. Then I wanted to be a professional soccer player. Then I want to be a very successful manager. <laughs> so I had probably these three streams always in me. And, and if you look at the jockey club, uh, in a way... I combine everything together. You did a bit of everything in the jockey club. And in terms of your passion for horses, when did that begin for you? Uh, four years old. <laughs> Since Max. <laughs> Since Max. And then I think uh, my father had some race horses, and so sometimes he went into the races together. And I never forget when you, as a young child, stand there at the rail. Uh, you see really thoroughbreds galloping down the street. It's something which is for life. Uh, and, and I think the horse won, so I think that uh, definitely helped. But, but I think I, uh, and what I still like as a passion and as one of my hobbies, I like to breed horses. I'm not permitted in Hong Kong to have horses in training, <laughs> and I cannot breed horses in Hong Kong. But I think I take great interest in breeding of horses, studying pedigrees, looking at theories, how in a way you can breed a better horse. And what I love, especially when I'm in Europe or uh, when I go to Europe for short trips, to go to a stud farm and see foals. And you see the foals, how they develop, how they become yearlings, how they become racehorses. And the different temperaments, the different personality of horses it's it's fascinating and that you can see over generations that certain families have certain traits and that's uh, something which i still enjoy a lot where did you learn so much about breeding i think again being very inquisitive <laughs> um, first of all i read a lot of books about breeding and then i had uh, uh, one mentor of course uh, there was a stud farm, a very famous stud farm in Germany called Geschlüt Soppenburg, so which was very close to our home. And I get more and more involved uh, there. And then I could see in, in the morning, I could see, go to see the foals, could see in a way when foals was born. And then there we had uh, a trainer who was a very successful trainer. 
So a lot of times before university, I went there at 6 o'clock in the morning, went to the track work, looked how the horses were working, then went uh, to university. Then, because at that time I was playing professional soccer, so I had to train then uh, twice a day in the beginning of the season or once a day in uh, during the season. So I was always, I would say, multitasking. And I was extremely disciplined. <laughs> I could organize things uh, pretty well. And and this definitely helped me now too. But I try to cram a lot of things into a day. I'm lucky uh, when I played professional, you have to sleep at least eight hours, nine hours. If not, you cannot recover. But now I normally sleep four and a half, five hours. So I can do a lot of things. My colleague thinks that I'm still okay and not fall asleep. <laughs> during meetings. During meetings. No, no, but I think this is, I'm, I live extremely intense. And everything I do is intense. <laughs> yeah. When did you sort of say goodbye to football and dedicate your life more to horses? <laughs> I think it was probably in between. So I was in a way, uh, when I was 21, 22, I had to make a decision if I could uh, study and further my academic studies, because they asked me to make a decision and said, look, we play now much more. Uh, you combined uh, studying and, and uh, training, but now when you want to go to the left, uh, next level, you have to give up studying. And I said, no. <laughs> so I played then second and third division, so I could combine both. Uh, and with horses, probably that came when I then decided, and that was when I started in the PhD, uh, that was 25, 26. I said it was a great time, and I decided from one day to the other, I would stop. Nobody could understand this, but I said, this is my next phase in life. I've achieved this, it's great, but if I want to uh, uh, do more in the economic side, and my professor was the chief economic advisor of the German government, so I did a lot of policy studies. Besides studying finance, economic statistics, I had to do a lot of policy studies, which I personally think helped me a lot now if you look at the charity community side. Because I did one study for uh, that was the impact of uh, demographics on social security system in Germany and what the impact was. And it was a 40-year study. And I can say with uh, some pride that my uh, hypothesis research. was right. But unfortunately, the government didn't change the policy. And therefore, it creates now in Germany, there's a significant issue. If you have worked 40 years in your life, your net pension is only around 50% of your last net income. So, And therefore, one didn't adjust a capital-based additional lack in relation to uh, a pension system. But, but this gave me really intellectual challenges. And while I loved football, and I still look a lot of football, and it's probably the best place in the world. When my son came here, he said, Dad, I'm so jealous. In Germany, you have to buy eight different programs to see all the fantastic football around the world. Here, we can do it in one package. So Hong Kong is from there, probably a perfect place for horse racing and football. What brought you to Hong Kong? And share with us, uh, take us back. Yeah. I think I went with my father because we had a reinsurance business. I went uh, to Japan and to Hong Kong because we had some of our customers who were here. And I found Hong Kong always a unique, attractive, uh, fascinating place, full of life, full of energy. And um, I, when I was in Germany, 
I was involved in uh, the reunification of the East German and West German industries in multiple areas. And one of the areas was naturally regarding horse racing and breeding. And I found always when you have this unique historic constellations, where there are huge opportunities, but significant challenges. So that was one uh, aspect. The other was that I wanted my children who were at that time 10, uh, 6 uh, and 3, that they are not become only engraved in a very uh, cushioned society, which I lived in in Germany, and I wanted to give him exposure of an Asian culture. And, and that was definitely uh, uh, something which attracted me to Hong Kong, because Hong Kong is probably the real only place in Asia where you can integrate easily. And it, what attracted me too was definitely the Jockey Club as an organization who is not only commercial, when it's not commercial, it uh, has a purpose. And that if you have a vision, if you have see the work ethic, if you see the can-do spirit which Hong Kong has and had, that you can make things work. And with, in a way, the one country, two system, which is definitely a challenging and new concept, that attracted me to come to Hong Kong. And that was Winfred Engelbrecht Breskis, the CEO of the Hong Kong Jockey Club in last week's Lion Rockers. I hope you enjoyed this excerpt and I really enjoyed my conversation with him. So I hope if you get the chance to, uh, you can revisit our archive, head over to the homepage and download some of the episodes of all the other guests of Lion Rockers uh, of this season, season two. And, uh, for, uh, and if you have any suggestions of any other guests that you'd like to listen to, that you'd like to hear uh, some of their backstory then let me know. You can uh, find me on Facebook, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. I'd love to hear your suggestions as well.